Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 147 of the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to Dr. Ken Berry about his new book, Lies My Doctor Told Me. And this book reveals the truth behind lies told by well-meaning doctors. So we're so excited to delve in to have Dr. Berry on the show. And I know I just met him and his lovely wife, Nisha, at KetoCon after you guys were on a medical panel together. Yes, that was a fun panel. And I got a little fiery. I was impassioned. <laughs> when am I yes. not, Becky? But, <laughs> but I was feeling it that Friday. And uh, we had an awesome time at the VIP speakers dinner where uh, I got to talk to Nisha about all things pregnancy and mama. And uh, of course, connect with Dr. Barry about his transition with his career with the devastation of his clinic burning down. And um, for all of you that don't know the backstory, you can, of course, find more information on that uh, on his YouTube channel and all of his avenues, which we'll share with you at today's end of the episode after our interview. And we'll also share all direct links in the show notes. But he's just an awesome, cool guy and I think really inspirational and giving with free applicable content that I think is an awesome start point for people that are looking to really redefine their relationship with food and really transition from these heavily entrenched lies, you know, whether we're talking about whole grains or milk being good for your bones and, and so much more. So buckle up. Today's going to be a fun conversation. Yes. And before we do that, let's share a little bit about upcoming book tour locations because this is starting to take root. We've got some fun plans for this fall. Yes. So we're at the end of July and uh, August, I think we're going to give a little reprieve. Who knows? I'm sure I'll find ways to keep myself busy. <laughs> but as of now, you know, the, the book is rock and roll, lock and load mode uh, coming out mid-September. And I'll be doing a lot of, I guess, online interviews and such. So you'll start hearing me hopefully guesting on your favorite podcast. And if you haven't, if you have another favorite podcast show that you'd like me to be a guest on, I would so appreciate if you take a moment to shoot that person a direct email and say, hey, you need to hear Allie Miller talk about the anti-anxiety diet, or you need to have Allie Miller talk about real food keto. Uh, and that's always a great way to continue to share with new audiences. So I'll be doing a lot of that kind of, but hopefully in the comfort of my home in August. And then starting September, uh, we have my first book signing at Book People here in my hometown, Austin on September 22nd at 5 p.m. We will be updating the events page of the Allie Miller RD website. So you should be able to RSVP all of the book signing events generally as far as a, at a bookstore. Those are all going to be free, but I'll also be doing some cool advanced events that are ticketed when I stop in your city of focus. So I'll be doing in Portland, Oregon, a movement workshop with the Elevé uh, technique. 
and uh, I will be doing in San Antonio an event with Dr. Eric Westman. Uh, he does the ADAPT events, so I'm going to be keynote speaking at San Antonio ADAPT. So that's a ticketed event, but then I'll also be in San Antonio for a bookstore signing at Twig again, which is where I did a bookstore signing uh, this uh, early quarter of the year for the anti-anxiety diet. Yes. So if you would like to see Allie in your city, if you have a connection with a bookstore or um, a meetup group or a local place where you would love to host a book signing, email info at AllieMillerRD.com with the subject book tour location and let us know, connect us to who you know, and um, that's how we'll make this a really fun and organic experience for everyone. Yes. This is not one of those mega dollar book tours where I'm, uh, I'm going to be, what is the term? Backstrapping it, strapping it, something, you know, um, carrying the weight, <laughs> backstrapping. I don't know, something like that, uh, where, you know, not, my publisher, unfortunately, is not giving me any money to support the book tour. So I will be going out on my own dollar, which is why I'm going to probably be doing like a piggybacked thing where I'll do a free lecture signing at a bookstore and then maybe hopefully a ticket to the event to offset travel expenses and what have you. Uh, but I'm just so excited to meet all of you guys, especially coming off the heels of the just awesome energy of KetoCon. I, I so love meeting listeners and hearing success stories and connections and how my work is impacting your life. So, so far, we're definitely going to be doing San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, Fort Worth, Houston. So hitting all of the greater Texas areas. We're doing Seattle and Portland. I will be doing uh, San Francisco and maybe a city off of that. Not sure exactly what I'll piggyback from there. And then I'm looking at doing a Midwest, uh, Chicago, Minneapolis, and Milwaukee or Madison. So if you are in any of those areas, and like Becky said, we've had awesome support from Lindy and Anna of Keto San Antonio, uh, really being such welcoming hosts. So if you're in a, a small group, a large group, or you just know a business owner that would want to host me at a location, whether it's a farm to table restaurant or a yoga studio or a chiropractor, uh, please shoot me an email at info at AllieMillerRD.com. And um, I would love to have you kind of spearhead that part of the tour and help me promote it. And um, we'd love to meet you and um, would love your support. Yes. And you can stay up to date on all of the events coming up over at AllieMillerRD.com backslash events, or I'm sure we'll be posting plenty on our Instagram handle as well. Yes. So another shift we have in the podcast, you guys, it's so crazy. We're at episode 147. And what like, are we doing for 150? Is that like a big milestone? Well, <laughs> I keep asking Mr. Miller to be the guest of honor, but so far I've gotten a hard N-O. Um, so we'll see. And, you know, I mean, you guys let me know if, if, if you want to hear Brady Miller share all of his mystery that's kind of what I was trying to do, but I think we might have to just keep it functional medicine and uh, do something really phenomenal. We'll, we'll get it. It's happening in three episodes, but as we keep yeah. expanding and growing, um, and I'm hearing from you guys, positive feedback about the podcast. I continue to spend a lot of time and energy in ensuring that all of the content that I disseminate and share 
for free is going to be up to date with clinical research. It's going to be new and novel and worth your time because time is our greatest valuable resource. So if you're investing in me by listening, I want to make sure that I'm still keeping it the best content out there that I can provide you. So I have decided to bring on a second podcast sponsor. So from today on, we're going to have a show opener in addition to our mid-roll ad. And I know some of you listening are like, oh my gosh, one more thing to fast forward. But the reality is, again, that that's what I've chosen to do to offset the labor that goes into making these podcasts for you guys. Instead of hosting like a Patreon or you know having a donation button, I'd prefer that you guys just allow us to have our two to three minutes to speak to the companies that we personally synergize with, that I use in my own household, and that I want to provide you a particular offer to either get a discount code, free shipping, or create a broadening of your horizon of quality products that you may not know about. So I welcome you to be open and positive to this expansion in our growth. And we couldn't be here without you. And I'm so grateful for you. And I'm grateful for you accepting the uh, add-on of a second ad space and understanding that that's a way to continue to churn the wheel. And it's another way, again, for me to highlight brands that I thoroughly believe in. Yes. And we promise not to do any like cheesy ads with music. It's always going to be us reading and speaking organically, um, usually semi-unscripted about products, like, like Ali said, that we actually use and love. Um, but Ali, I think it's important to share with our listeners um, how these affiliate links work when we do have a, a sponsor or when we do have an affiliate link in our show notes. Um, let's talk about how these types of relationships work and why it's important for our listeners to use these links that we provide. Yeah. So really it's a way, so I get bombarded on a daily basis as my brand has grown uh, from companies on Instagram, you know, DMing me or shooting my info email and email of how can they work with me? Uh, can they send me product? And as you guys probably can guess, one of my first questions is, are you using any non-caloric sweeteners? And usually they're like, no, just erythritol. <laughs> no, just monk fruit. Uh, no, stevia. And so obviously I vet out anything that I would define as a chemical shitstorm or not a whole real food. And I won't even, I, I, being an eco-conscious individual myself, don't even want them to ship it to me or waste their time. I just politely decline and say, you know, that's not on brand and that's not something that I'm comfortable personally trying or sharing with my audience. And, you know, I wish you well in your business endeavors. And that's 90 Eight percent, probably, <laughs> of the relationships and the, and the, the endpoint that happens when people seek me out as a affiliate or an influencer, if you will, for their product. But there are a couple products that I find to be, as I said, very novel or that I do try that I do use regularly. And um, of course, you'll see me on Instagram sharing Stella using f bomb nut butter packs, or me adding further food collagen to my coffee, or uh, you'll see me searing up my crowd cow ribeye and, and, and things such as this. And that's because these are things that I do really use. And these are companies that I do really believe in their owners. I believe in their ethics. I believe in their quality and their product. I find them to be the best 
option on the market that I want to share with my personal family, my household, and my friends. And I've created a relationship where they provide me a unique, you know, discount code. Generally, any product, if you put an Allie Miller RD, all in caps at the, the checkout in your coupon code, you're going to get a discount code, sometimes free shipping or an extra added perk. Like with Dry Farm Wines, you're going to get a penny, uh, a bottle for a penny added to your order. So you can also check out all of these perks in the products we love button on our website. So on AllieMillerRD.com, there's a button on the shop to the right. It's pink. It just says products we love. You can click on that and shop that way. That's where you'll find my link to like select CBD, uh, which is my favorite CBD oil out there that I personally use. And then um, you can also use the clicks on the show notes. You can just use AllieMillerRD at checkout. And you can use on Instagram my tap bio, which is when you actually go to my page, it's actually called tap bio and that's organized in section of like uh, wellness products, uh, food staples and so forth. And the way that these affiliates work is for you as the consumer, you're voting for me with your dollar. So you're going to pay the same amount that you're going to pay, especially if you're using, let's say for instance, the Amazon shop. So I have an Allie Miller RD Amazon shop where you can shop my pantry, my wellness essentials, like the actual sleep mask I use, the blue blocker glasses I wear, whatnot. You're going to pay the exact same Amazon price that you would pay through you know, any Amazon link, um, you can use your prime, you can use your whatever. So as a consumer, you're paying cent for cent, the exact same, if not cheaper in some of the affiliates when I get a discount code for you, but I do get monetization on your purchase. And so it is a way for you to vote with your dollar for the free content that I'm providing you. And you know, you're, otherwise just giving it to the man anyway. You know, so if you do believe in my purpose, if you do believe in the content I'm putting out there, if I have helped you to redefine your relationship with food or I've helped a family member correct a health ailment and you're getting benefit from this information, that's really supporting me and my household for me to be able to continue to share free content. So I hope that you will explore my Amazon store and my tap bio and use my code at discount. And I hope that the products you get are a win-win for everyone. Because like I said, these are things that I'm taking the time to personally share with you that I find to enhance my quality of life. Yes, total win-win, hopefully for all parties. And we've made it super easy through the avenues that Allie mentioned to access those discount codes. And honestly, who doesn't love getting a little discount or a perk with these things that you might be purchasing anyway? Right. So if you know you're purchasing full fat coconut milk, like the endangered or native, what is it? Native forest. Native forest. Uh, Native forest, simple coconut milk that I always recommend, right? Because it doesn't have the guar gum. Buy a 12-pack on Amazon through my Amazon store. Again, you're going to pay the exact same amount, but you know that might give me $1.57. <laughs> but that does add up. It all adds up. Adds it's up. one less <laughs> step for you. And again, you know, ultimately, you're paying the man some, some way. So like Holly Berry doesn't need your additional keto sense <laughs> as a million-plus-dollar actress. I love that she's in the keto community. But, you know, I mean, I think that, that there's a little a – little, stratification of income and need. (laughs) Um, And that goes to be said as well with the naturally nourished supplement line, as we've explained to you guys in the past, but since we're on this like monetization rant, I'll just share as well. Um, I've I've shared that we did, uh, I think it was about three months ago, a thorough comb through of my supplement line and pricing structure. And 
all of the Naturally Nourished supplements are private labeled products that I have seen successful outcomes in my clinic. And what I do is after using them for at least two years in clinic with successful results, I buy a large enough volume that I'm able to discount it below the suggested retail price um, at 3% under the listing price and I'm going to private label it. So, you know, it's what I believe is the best Eindol 3 carbonyl or the best vitamin D or the best omega-3 on the market. And I'm going to give you that direct savings and then your savings expand to 12 to 13% off if you go into subscriptions because that adds 10% off my already lower list price. And then if you choose to do bundles, which is a really great entry point, that gives you 18% off. Uh, so there's definitely going to be the cheapest price point in a product that has had proven successful clinical outcomes and is potent and pure. So that means it's safe and effective. So all of the products in my Naturally Nourished Supplement line are third-party tested for contaminants. So this is things like mold, heavy metals, and then also tested for the potency and purity and ensuring that there is that standardization within the labeling. So I'm super confident that this is the best product out there, that these supplements are going to accelerate your wellness outcomes. And um, I really help within my website to give you information of how to best use them, time Timing, application, considerations, and the best place to start if you're wanting to explore and really delve into my world of the Naturally Nourished Supplement line because you're like, I have been listening and I do take a Malta and I bet Allie's is better because she's quite intelligent and I do want to vote with my dollar. Go to the Getting Started button on my website and you'll be able to take a customized quiz and figure out whether you want to do inner balance, metabolic um, support, gut rehab, just upgrading your health and whatnot. That'll give you suggestions in supplements to start with and then you can shop bundles from there. And also, of course, we always are going to be dropping supplement suggestions in podcast episodes, except this one actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the ones that we're dropping are always going to be, you know, if we have something within the line are going to be the ones that we've seen to be most effective. So yeah. again, not a sales pitch, just tools that we want to connect you guys with uh, so that you can further enhance your health and reap the benefits of high quality supplements. Right. I mean, a huge mission of mine is to get everyone into optimal thrive mode. And so a part of and purpose of the Naturally Nourished Supplement line is to give you this accessibility of pharmaceutical grade products that otherwise are not available to the large market. So I hope that we all see that as a win-win as well. And again, another way that you can keep supporting our growth. All right. So let's have a word without further ado to our sponsor for this episode further food. Yes. So if you heard, was it last week's episode? Where was our big collagen hot hit? 144. Okay. So a couple weeks ago, you guys, both Becky and my minds were actually blown, I think, in the multitude of influ influence that collagen has on the body. I mean, we've both been collagen users for years, and we both started using Further Food for the past two years when we met them at KetoCon a couple years ago. And the big win was that 
further food uses collagen that's grass-fed, pasture-raised, and wild-caught, as well as non-GMO, hormone-free, and antibiotic-free. So at that time, we were using another competitor, um, which I won't name drop, but uh, which was widely circulated and you know available at Whole Foods. And I did have an affiliate with that company. But there was question about three years ago about toxicity in collagen because collagen is predominantly derived from bone or hide and the concerns of metal toxicity. And when I inquired from that larger company about transparency, they weren't able to provide that. And when we met with Further Food, they were able to give us more information about sourcing and integrity that allowed me to feel like it was the better recommendation for my audience. So I transitioned my household because Stella was like one and a half at that time or one, I don't even know. Um, and I transitioned the household as well as my partnership with Further Food because I really found them to be the best collagen and gelatin line out there. They put out food as medicine supplements in the highest quality. And in addition to the collagen and gelatin have turmeric tonic and mindful matcha, which are fantastic synergistic formulas that you can boost your collagen or gelatin items with. Yes, and I absolutely love their individual packets that they're now coming out with for all of their formulas, not yes. just the, um, the collagen. So you can take their turmeric tonic on the go, their mindful matcha on the go, and they actually just transitioned their packaging to all um, post-consumer recycled packaging, which is a really exciting shift um, for a more eco-friendly packaging option. So shifting from the plastic tubs that classically you see all of um, this kind of supplement in, they've changed their packaging game up a lot. I was just on their website actually last night taking a peek at their new packaging and it looks really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I have some here at the household. And again, that kind of speaks to the integrity and mission beyond the product integrity, which is already superior. You're also going to see a lot of commitment also with empowerment on a health model. They have an awesome blog that I've contributed to. I've served as a sugar detox coach for them. So they have a lot of free initiatives to empower people to use food as medicine, which is right on par with brand. So if you are a collagen user and or a gelatin user, and or you've heard me talk about the benefits of matcha with L-theanine, and you want to try mindful matcha, which incorporates wheatgrass and ashwagandha and other adaptogens. Is the ashwagandha in there or in the... Yes. And then the turmeric tonic has the anti-inflammatories, the boswellia. Boswellia. And the shisandra. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they have these awesome synergistic formulas that I'd also recommend trying both of. Go on over to furtherfood.com, use the code Allie Miller RD at checkout, and you will get 10% off your first order. And um, can't speak highly enough. Collagen is so versatile. It can use it in keto muffins and pancakes and shakes. And again, if you haven't heard all of the benefits, we're talking about benefits for your veins, benefits beyond hair, skin, nails, and gut. Uh, we just really had our minds blown in how we all need two scoops of collagen on the daily. Uh, double blind placebo studies on cellulite. That's probably, I probably don't have to say anything else. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so go on over to further, furtherfood.com, use the code Allie Miller RD and um, great win for everyone. Awesome. So without any further ado into our guest for today, I'm going to go ahead and just read his bio and then we'll bring Dr. Barry on. So Dr. Ken Barry is a practicing board certified physician and Amazon bestselling author 
and a passionate advocate of health on his YouTube channel, where he's over 600,000 subscribers. Along with, with his online presence, he's an active member of his own community of Camden, Tennessee, where he's been practicing at the Berry Clinic since 2003. Dr. Berry is known for his direct, no-nonsense approach to health and wellness. After signing with Victory Belt Publishing House this year, Dr. Berry just released a second edition of his best-selling book, Lies My Doctor Told Me. He's also in the process of writing his second book called Common Sense Keto for Type 2 Diabetes. He looks forward to working with the real people of the world in continuing his mission to bring an end to the obesity and type 2 diabetes epidemics, along with bringing awareness to such issues as thyroid health and hormone optimization. Dr. Barry, welcome to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Hey, thank you, Ellie. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, we're super excited to have you on here. It feels like a long time coming. And, you know, we've formally introduced you with your bio, of course, but I'd like you to have the opportunity yourself to just kind of share with my audience a little bit about your background and, and maybe your transition uh, into your change of perspective within the medical field. Sure. I'm a, I am a country boy who grew up and became a country doctor. <laughs> And uh, 20 years of clinical experience, both in the emergency department, labor and delivery, and in the clinic. And uh, during the first few years of my practice, I recommended the, the traditional diets from the American Diabetes Association, Weight Watchers, Biggest Loser, all that, all that crap, Nutrisystem, Weight Watchers. And so when I started to get fat and unhealthy and pre-diabetic, uh, it was kind of a wake-up call to me because I'd always been very slim, slim and, and muscular, and that wasn't happening anymore. And so even when I tried to do better on the traditional uh, diets, I still gained weight and I still got more unhealthy. So I had to figure out what was going on. And so through my research, I have come through primal and paleo to keto and and now I'm I'm what I think we're currently calling a hyper carnivore more than much more than 70% of my uh, food intake is is animal products and I feel better now at 50 years of age than I felt at 35 wow and I definitely want to talk about the shifts you've made from Keto. I, I don't know if, if you entered as a classic keto. Well, let's just do it now. <laughs> so yeah, when you when you it. started to learn about keto, did you follow more of a classic? Like, were you chasing fat initially, trying to stay at seventy percent of your macros of fat, and that you you got success for a period of time and then hit a roadblock? Or give give me kind of the the personal experience of shifting yeah. into a more carnivore setting. So my my initial my initial dipping my toe into the ancestral way of eating was with uh, the primal blueprint and the paleo diet got it and so i just naturally you know every carbohydrate i was eating was a natural unprocessed carbohydrate but i found that i although i did have some benefits from paleo i still wasn't getting where i wanted to be and so then i i was reading about the ketogenic way of eating while i was paleo and i thought just ramp ramp you know turn down the carbs and turn up the fat Okay, I can do that. No worries. And so I don't think I was ever really big on, you know, trying to just drink my fat or, or hit a fat macro. I just literally thought of it just like I said. I thought of all three macros as kind of a, a knob on a on a machine. And so I just turned down my carbohydrates more and turned up the fat intake. And I tried to always get the fat from foods that I ate. And I obviously will add fat to the foods I eat. 
and cook my foods in good healthy fats. But I was never really that guy who was drinking his coconut oil and stuff like that. Got it. So I like that visual of the the knobs. Um, I think that's awesome. So um, how did you start to use keto with your patient population? Was that something that was well accepted or did it take some doing to kind of get people on board with um, coming around to you in your practice? I practice medicine in a very small town in uh, Tennessee. And so no one had ever even heard of the ketogenic diet. They, they might've heard of the paleo diet on television, but I don't think anyone had heard of, of keto. And so I was having such great success with my own personal health. I've reversed my prediabetes, my acne, dandruff, rosacea, heartburn, everything, uh, joint pain, all that was getting better and better. And I, I was feeling better than I'd felt in years. And I thought, <clears throat> you know, I don't really have a lot of research to back this up. And so I can't just recommend it carte blanche to all my patients. But what about my sickest patients? What about my patients who have a, a body mass index of 45 or greater, who are morbidly obese, scheduled to have part of their guts chopped out, which is what gastric bypass surgery is. What if I just said, hey, you know, why don't you try this for three months before you have the surgery, the life-changing surgery you can never take back? <laughs> And I had several of them say, you know, a few of them said, no, I just want, the, I want the magic of the surgery. I don't care about my diet. But a few of them said, yeah, you know, I, I'm really worried about this surgery. I'd like to try that. And so they came back at, at one month and three months uh, follow-up doing very, very well, had lost a meaningful amount of fat and they felt better. And then like, you know, as in my story, their heartburn was better. Their joint pain was better. They're like, what, can I do this for another month? And I said, well, yes, yes, you can. You can do it for another month. And so I kind of, that's kind of how I started using it in my practice. And then I, I, I kept kind of lowering the BMI threshold. So I moved down to anybody with a BMI of 40 and above and 35. And then now I recommend a ketogenic way of eating for all of my patients because I feel that a real whole food ketogenic diet is the proper human diet, whether your ketogenic diet is, is very vegetable heavy, plant-based heavy, or whether it's carnivore. I think that full spectrum is the proper human diet. You just have to figure out how low you have to turn the carbohydrate knob to get the health benefits that you're looking for in your particular situation. Uh, some people, I think, can eat 100 grams of total carbs a day of, of real whole food carbohydrates, not including grains and sugar. And they right. can do great. And I think probably in my 20s, I could have done that. But then as you get older, or if you have some degree of metabolic um, unwellness, you have to turn down the carbohydrate knob even more. And currently, mine is set for less than 10 grams of total carbohydrates a day. And that's where I feel best and look best. I couldn't agree more. I think that that there's a huge pendulum swing, like you said, and based on our, whether we want to call it, you know, insulin resistance, metabolic handicap, X, Y, Z, there's going to be variances of who fits where, and also maybe variance within the individual of what works during a different season or a timestamp or, or what have you. Uh, so were you teaching, Ken, uh, like classes? Was it like a group program that you were leading in the evenings or, or during clinic hours? Or this was all just information you were sharing via handouts? Or how were you educating or, or sharing the information? Well, initially, I just came up with a little 
20 page handout that kind of went okay. over the basics of, of turning down the carbohydrates and turning up the good healthy fats. And then, uh, you know, with each individual patient, if time permitted, we would, we would go into it. And I, I tried not to do a lecture to my patients. I tried to think of which one of their conditions they would be ready to hear about. Yeah. And so if I were talking to a teenage girl who was a little overweight, I would talk about her weight and her acne because both of those get better with a, a whole food ketogenic diet. And if I was talking to a 50 year old woman, then I would talk about her weight and her hormones and her thyroid issues because that's what she was ready to hear about. And, and so I always tried to tailor it to each individual patient and what they needed to hear at that time in their life and in their career as a patient. But I never just tried to sit down and give a little lecture to each patient. I always tried to tailor it to each one. Then, then eventually I started doing a, a once a week little meetup at our local library. <clears throat> and Nisha, my wife, started uh, to put it live on Facebook. And so very quickly, the, the little meeting room in the library was full. And we had thousands of people watching this this uh, Benton County Library meetup every Tuesday night, I think it was, or every one Tuesday a month. And so there are thousands of people interested in this. And that's when I kind of thought, you know, maybe I should do more on social media to kind of because there's so many people interested and so many people suffering yes. because they just don't know the truth. Yes. And that's so interesting for listeners that don't, I think I've shared my backstory, but my initial use of the ketogenic was also as a, well, as a tool to get people set up for bariatric surgery or as an alternate. And uh, I think that that's one of the really cool things is when people get those outcomes, because we wanted to see compliance and that they were able to, you know, use a higher protein, very low carbohydrate. It wasn't as much focused on healthy fat, of course, in the conventional model, more, more of a ketogenic by accident <laughs> type diet, right. I suppose. But, uh, you know, protein modified sparing type diet approach. And uh, I think that that's a, an interesting entry point of how conventional can, can wrap their mind around this. And, and I think that it's an easy entry point because it doesn't sing as much of the fat phobia that unfortunately is still circulating as a lot of the misinformation in the more conventional medical model. Uh, when you started sharing your videos, was that about the time? Cause I first learned about you when you did that viral YouTube video. What, what was it called? Like the ketogenic diet will kill you or something like that. Let's yeah. tell, tell keto us is that. the worst. Yes. <laughs> keto is the worst diet in the world. That was my and first introduction I, to you. And I, I got it right away, but people did not everyone got it. They, some people no, got really not upset. At all. <laughs> they did. They got really upset with me because I probably had 20 videos on YouTube at that time. And the, 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 uh, magazine U S news and world report come out with their annual ranking of diets and how good they were. And the keto was dead last. And so I was reading some of the diets that came in first and second and third, and it was like Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig and Ornish and Flexitarian. And so I just thought, well, and I didn't know much about dieting as a, as a industry at that time. So I, I Googled Weight Watchers and I read the Wikipedia entry and I found out that Weight Watchers was founded in 1969. And so if Weight Watchers worked, then we would not have an obesity epidemic because everybody and their brother has been on Weight Watchers at one time yes. or another. And if it were, if it worked and it was sustainable, then we would not have an obesity epidemic. But as you and I both know, the rates of obesity are going up every year. And that just really pissed me off because I'm like, so that's literally ranked in the top three, even though it's been around for 
four decades, five decades, and it hasn't helped anybody except Weight Watchers Board of Directors, I suspect, and shareholders. It's helped them greatly. And so then I started researching all these diets, and many of the diets that were in the top 10 slots had been around for a decade or longer, but yet had had no meaningful impact on the obesity epidemic in America. And that's kind of why I started the YouTube channel was to fight the epidemics of, of type two diabetes, metabolic syndrome, and obesity. I really want to turn that around. And I have found that the ketogenic way of eating not only fixes that, but keeps it fixed because nobody ever gets tired of being full, but yes. everyone gets tired of being starved. And all of the leading diets on uh, US News and World Reports list were semi-starvation diets. And so they basically said, starve yourself for the rest of your life. That's our diet plan. And some of them yeah. tweaked it with this bell or that whistle. But in the end, all of the top diets are semi-starvation diets. And you, you, then, you know, I'm, I grew up on a farm and then I, I, I mean, if you lock a cow in the barn and you're starving the cow, at some point the cow will either die or break out of the barn and go and eat because yep. and that's all mammals not just cows humans are that way too we are mammals and you cannot starve us forever it ne that never worked that's, that doesn't even make good common sense and so i got really pissed off about all that and decided to make that video and i think that that video was my first youtube video that kind of blew up a little bit and you're right i, I had to go back and change the the title of it and, <laughs> and put ninja level sarcasm alert because i had <laughs> thousands of people commenting yeah. I, I loved you and now I hate you. You're stupid. <laughs> Basically because they, they just read the title and they didn't actually watch the video. Uh, some people don't get sarcasm. Um. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, so let's talk about your new book, Lies My Doctor Told Me, and what kind of the common issues or um, frustrations you were seeing that um, you were looking to address with this book and what led you down the path of writing this book? Well, even in medical school, I would, I would hear my professors say things that I didn't think were right because I guess all my life I've kind of used three tests when I hear something. I, I think about the kind of the paleoanthropology, would this be applicable 50,000 years ago? And then I think about just the common sense, you know, the, the country boy in me comes out. And I'm like, does this make good common sense? And then after those two are settled, then I look for meaningful research. And I think the blend of those three is where that's where we should probably live the majority of our intellectual lives. And but so I would hear professors say like, oh, things like if someone has diverticulitis, they should avoid all nuts and seeds. And I would think, God, that doesn't sound ancestrally appropriate at all. <laughs> and so diverticuli are these little outpouchings in the large intestine. And so the theory was that the tiny seeds from a strawberry, blueberry, or popcorn kernels would get stuck in that tiny pouch, and that would lead to inflammation and infection. And while that makes good common sense, you know, if uh, something you, if you put a cork in a bottle, it stops the bottle up. But I thought, man, we've been eating nuts and seeds for a long time. How is it now that they cause this condition? And I started looking around on the internet, and I found this huge study that shows that actually the exact opposite is true. Smoking, obesity, and processed carbohydrates have been proven without doubt to lead to flare-ups of diverticulitis. It has nothing to do with meat. It has nothing to do with uh, nuts, seeds, and popcorn kernels. That Those have literally, it's actually an inverse relationship. The more nuts and seeds you eat, the less likely you are to have a diverticulitis flare-up. 
And that was kind of the first one in my practice that I was like, this is, and so then I sent a patient, sent a patient to a preeminent gastroenterologist in Nashville, which is my metropolitan city. And he came back and he said, yeah, he told me to avoid nuts and seeds. He gave me this handout. And I'm like, okay. And so I had that study printed out and I ran and got it and gave him a copy. And he was a very smart guy or I wouldn't have done that. I said, I want you to read this and tell me what you think. And then go ahead and try his diet. And then think about this research. And so he came back a few months later and he said, you know, I had another flare up while I was following his diet. And I kept thinking about that study you gave me. And he said that, yeah, I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to start eating nuts and seeds. I'm going to try to lose some weight. I'm going to quit smoking. And he did all those things. And to my knowledge, he hasn't had another flare up to this day. And, uh, but, but, and so there's so many points I can make about that story. First of all, think about this gastroenterologist in Nashville, one of the best in the state, board certified in gastroenterology. Very, I love the guy, he's a great guy, but he's just, he's giving this terrible advice. He's, a, he's not mentioning their smoking, he's not mentioning their obesity, he's not mentioning processed carbohydrates, which are the three things that are gonna cause diverticulitis, but he's giving them a handout that says avoid nuts and seeds. And so I was trying to wrap my head around the human nature of that. How, how does he not know? And how is he okay with not knowing? And so that's kind of, that was the, the first lie that kind of started the book because I, I have to call these lies because it's doctor's jobs to know better. It is, it's his job to know that nuts and seeds don't cause diverticulitis, but yet he doesn't know. And so I think we hold doctors to a high, higher standard and justifiably so. And so I, I called what he told my patient, not a myth or a, um, I didn't say he misspoke. I said he lied because it's his job to know. And that's where the title of the book came from. And it's filled with stories just like that about different medical topics where doctors give this ignorant advice that, that doesn't make any sense when you apply the three tests that I talked about earlier, but yet they give it every day and they go home feeling, you know, very self-assured that they had done a good job that day and really gave people good medical advice. I can't wait to unpack some of the top lies because I'm already, I'm already smiling and getting excited. <laughs> uh, but we're going to take a moment uh, from our sponsor of today's episode, Crowd Cow, and then we'll unpack some of these top lies that our doctors tell all of us. So I want to share with you guys that Crowd Cow delivers the very best craft meat from farm to table. As you know, I'm a huge proponent of knowing the breed, the style, what the meat you eat is eating, what is their diet, and what is their quality of life, uh, because that ultimately is going to impact nutrient density and the omega-3 fatty acid structure, as well as nutrients that are a focus for things like our gut, like glutamine, which gets depleted with stress. Yes, and I absolutely love that you can pick the exact cuts that you want and have it delivered straight to your door, not as a subscription service, but by choice when you want it. Um, and you can choose from 100% grass-fed, grain-finished, pasture-raised, and grain-finished beef, your choice of kind of that whole spectrum. They also have pork, chicken, and lamb. Um, and wild-caught and salmon right now. Yes. Brand new. Yeah. <laughs> um, and their A5 Wagyu is absolutely amazing. If you guys saw on Instagram during KetoCon, we were doing little meat lollipops, if you will, with that. And it's 
melt in your mouth delicious, such an amazing treat. So it's this complete farm to table connection of connecting an independent rancher, small scale family farm productivity to your front door really allows you to vote with your dollar for not only the tastiest, but most nutrient dense cuts. And I'm super excited that CrowdCow just launched a keto influencers page. And I have a Allie Miller naturally nourished bundle on there that you can check out. These are the top cuts and forms that we order pretty much weekly in my household. It includes two steaks, two pounds of dry aged grass fed, grass finished ground beef, dry aged. You will never eat another kind of ground beef again because the flavor and the texture is just phenomenal. Uh, it also includes uh, bone in skin on pasture raised chicken thighs a pork shoulder that is bone in and pasture raised, as well as a whole pasture raised chicken. So you can roast that for the family on Sunday and then make bone broth to finish on Tuesday and continue to ensure that you're getting this snout to tail delivery of nutrient density and foods that will heal. So go on over to crowdcow.com backslash naturally nourished to support the podcast. You will get $25 off your first order and free shipping. And then you can go also and check out the Allie Miller Naturally Nourished Keto Bundle to eat like I do on a weekly basis <laughs> or as frequently as you'd like to. Uh, so go on over and check it out. Awesome. So let's take it back and delve into a few more of these lies, Dr. Berry. Um, what are maybe your top, I know you mentioned the diverticulitis nuts and seeds connection. Um, what are a couple of the other ones that you want to call out and highlight that you feel like you just need to scream from <laughs> a mountaintop? Well, one of the, the lies that really affected my life growing up was that drinking milk does a, a body good uh, you know, make sure you have your milk mustache and those are advertising kind of jingo, you know, little rhymes. But the problem is, is that doctors watch television too. And so when they've heard that a thousand times, just like the rest of us, they tend to start believing it. And so obviously all doctors are afraid of saturated fat. So they'll tell you to drink skim milk. And I used to be, I used to be a, a milk baby growing up. I was very athletic in high school. And I thought that drinking lots of milk would help my athletic performance and help me have strong bones and muscles. Little did I know at the time, but all the milk was doing was giving me severe allergies and acne. But uh, nobody told me that at the time. I had to find that out years later. But basically, the, the, you know, the lie that you need lots of low-fat dairy in your diet so that you get plenty, all the, all the magical goodness that's in skim milk. And that's another one that really triggers me, uh, skim, skim yogurt, skim milk yogurt, any of that kind of stuff, skim milk cheese, all that stuff is, is worthless when it comes to the care and feeding of a human being and, you know, nutritional optimization. It has no part in that. But yet that's what the average doc will say. Well, if you're going to drink milk, drink skim milk. And so I, one of the chapters is, is dedicated to that. And I kind of dive deep into that subject. And then the other big one, I guess most people may, some people may still believe is that whole grain, anything is good for you. And they say, well, you know, you shouldn't eat processed grains like jelly donuts and fruit loops, but if you eat whole grains, then they're, they're very good for you. And, I, and doctors are very good at confusing the difference between less bad and good because those two things are not the same thing. And so, yeah, I think whole grains are less bad for us than processed grains, but that does not make them good. 
And so I kind of go into some detail in that chapter about whole grains and why you should avoid them all. Okay, and then I know you have a chapter that's called Wheat Is It All It's Cracked Up To Be. Is that the one that, that focuses on yeah. whole grains or you do go deeper is, into yeah, uh, the gluten connection? Yeah, I don't really get into the gluten and, and lectins and phytates and all of okay. the kind of anti-nutrients <laughs> in plants. I tried to that's keep this book <laughs> as, as entry-level. Yeah, this one is very entry-level. And, uh, you know, I, I try just to stay as non-sciencey as I could and just kind of relate the, the basic concepts and not get too deep in the weeds with this book. There should be enough shock and awe on the surface and a lot of lies to cover. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I <think. laughs> Becky and I exactly. will go deep, deep dive into what we call gluten as the abusive boyfriend <laughs> in your body. Right. We, we got a lot, a lot on that. <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the exercise element and, and also maybe your personal shift. So I know that you were working with my buddy, Danny Vega. Uh, was that like what, six months ago or so you started? Yep. In personal bodybuilding program and maybe your personal relationship, but also maybe the exercise myths that a lot of us face. Yeah. And so at, when I turned 50, I kept hearing two things, you know, older people can't put on muscle and you also have to eat carbohydrates, lots of carbs to put on muscle. And so in order to try and dispel that, I thought, well, at 50 years of age, I'm going to start working out because I haven't really worked out since my 20s. And so I bought some weights and I, I started working with Danny Vega and I started working with Robert Sykes and also Jason Whitrock trying, you know, just saying, okay, guys, what are the basic exercises? What should I do as a 50 year old man? And I, you know, started putting on some muscle fairly quickly and I'm, I'm not swole or jacked and I don't really want to be, but I, I do want to be lean and muscular like I was in my twenties. Uh, but what I found back when I was starting to become that fat, unhealthy doctor, and you may not know, but at my heaviest, I was 297 pounds and had an A1C of 6.1. Oh, wow. And so I was very metabolically unwell. And one of the, and so I went back and reviewed all my nutrition notes from medical school, and I could sum it up in three statements. One, eat lots of whole grains. Two, eat uh, no saturated fat. And three, jog. And so I started jogging because I, I still believed at that time that if I burned more calories than I ate, I had to lose weight because that's science, right? And so the more and more I did that, it didn't help at all. I didn't lose any meaningful weight whatsoever. And I was dead, faithfully jogging every day, a couple of miles a day. And so I started looking into the research and I found that it's pretty well known in physiology circles and not, but, but not in medical circles that exercise is a terrible method for fat loss and I think we need to be clear with our language. Nobody wants to lose bone. Nobody wants to lose muscle. When we say, I want to lose some weight, what we're really saying is I want to lose fat, right? And so trying to lose fat with just exercise, just burning more calories than you eat is folly. It doesn't work. It's been shown in multiple very large, very well done studies that it, that just doesn't work. You cannot do, you cannot outrun a bad diet. And that meme is absolutely correct. And that's, that's another reason I started looking back to the food. I'm like, well, if, if I can't burn it off, you know, I can't go work out after I eat that, those six jelly donuts, then what am I supposed to do? And it, it, at that point, it had never occurred to me, stop eating the damn jelly donuts, right? <laughs> and so then I thought, well, maybe it's just food and maybe that's what it is. And so that's where the exercise chapter comes from because so many people, oh. when, it, when, it, when it comes January 1, what do they do? They join the gym. 
because by God, this year I'm going to get this weight off. Yes. And that's, that is, that's a complete and utter waste of money for that goal. Yeah. And so, and so many people get discouraged and it's like, well, screw it. I don't know what the heck's going on, but obviously this is not working. So that's just a waste of time. Turns out exercise is, is wonderful for your overall health and your longevity yeah. in hundreds of ways, but it, it's not going to help you lose fat. It'll help you put on muscle. It'll help keep your bones stronger. It'll help all those things, but it will not help you lose fat in any meaningful amount. And so that's what the, the chapter in the book is about. I love that. And I, I can't agree more, right? When people like to dive in, they like to often take on too many things at once. <laughs> and in our 12-week virtual keto class, we always say, get fat adapted before you layer yeah. on something else. You can start with moderate resistance training and walking. But I find often that you know we are, we think of unfortunately still that antiquated model of the calculator, like you said, you know, calories in, calories out, and we're way too complex of a chemistry equation. It's not that simple of math. And we use exactly. those numbers to defeat ourselves. You know, we'll burn an extra, you know, we, we, we pick the machine that has the algorithm to tell us, air quotes, to tell us we're burning, you know, oh, I burned 600 on the elliptical. So now I can have that jelly donut because I'm still net negative 150. And it just doesn't work like that. <laughs> it really doesn't at all. And I tell people, when I speak at conferences, if, if, if some guru on social media tells you, all you have to do is tell me your, your height, your weight, your age, and your relative uh, extra, you know, how active you are, I can calculate your calories for you. You can safely hit the unfollow button at that moment because that person has revealed their complete ignorance <laughs> of, the, of the complexity of the human organism. First of all, we're not a closed system. We're a very open system. We're open to the atmosphere and to everything we touch and everybody we're around. And so the only way to calculate calories in, calories out is in a closed system like a bomb calorimeter. You can do it in that, but unless you lock a human being in a tiny room and, and you, you temperature control and humidity control and you do all this stuff, you can never calculate in a meaningful way how many calories that person needs for that day. Yeah. You can also never, ever calculate how many calories they've burned that day. It, it, it is impossible. It's calculus. You would have to have a supercomputer and five scientists measuring multiple different variables to even approximate that number, much less hit it. And so to think that you just have to know your height, weight, gender, and, and you know, activity level, that's, that is, that's second grade ignorance is what that is. And so anybody who says that or it's all calories in, calories out, dummy, any of that kind of stuff, you can unfollow them at that moment because they're never going to help you on your, your fat loss and your health improvement journey. We could not agree more. And especially as dietitians, I think Allie and I get this literally on a daily basis. It's like, <laughs> just tell me how many calories to eat. Just tell me what my macros should be. And it's like, you can start here. This is a good range for you based on all of those items, but there's so much else underlying yeah. that we often have to dig into yeah. the stress access or detox pathways or look at the thyroid Etc. It's never Absolutely. that simple of If it was, we wouldn't have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Exactly. And there would be no obesity epidemic, but yet right. there is. And so I, it's not that simple. But there are people on social media who have hundreds of thousands of followers, uh, none, of whom, none of whom they're helping, but who believe that. And anytime I post anything about it's not about calories on Twitter, I'll get four or five uh, sophomorically brilliant 
young scientists who say, who say effectively, duh, dude, it's calories in, calories out, science, first law of thermodynamics, duh. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, thanks so much for clearing that up. Yes, those are the same people that dismiss fructose as being metabolized yeah. differently. Right, <laughs> it's like right. it's These just are, sugar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and they're they're okay. very often twenty-something-year-old uh, uh, young gentlemen who have no metabolic disease whatsoever. They could literally live on jelly donuts and Pepsi and have six packs at that. Right. And I was like that in my early twenties. It'll catch up. I could be exactly right. Yeah, they know everything now, but yeah, wait till they're thirty-five and we'll ask them again. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, so I know you didn't write about this per se in your book, but we're really curious to know um, whether there are any lies or misinformation um, that are being told kind of in the greater keto community and keto space and, and what some of your, um, your pet peeve oh, yeah. lies information are. Yeah, probably my two, the two lies <clears throat> that we hear most often in the ketogenic community uh, are number one, you need my product to do keto right. Yeah. You either need my my shake or my bar or my granola mix or my what you know. You need my product to do keto right. You can't really do it right without my product. That's the that's probably the one that triggers me the most because what we're talking about here, Ali, as you know very well, is we're talking about eating a real whole food diet first right. and foremost. And then adjusting the carbohydrate and fat knobs to, to write your, your personal sweet spot where you do the best metabolically. And it has nothing to do with any, with Atkins bars or this bar or that shake or that powder. You don't need collagen powder, protein powder. You don't need any of that. All of that stuff is a waste of money. And again, just like the person on January 1st that, that joined the gym, they'll also buy $500 worth of supplements <laughs> thinking that that's where the magic is. And I, I tell people I'm counseling those supplements and those bars and shakes that might be 1% of your answer. I want you to focus on the 90%, the bedrock, the foundation of your health is the food you eat and the, the food like products you avoid. Yes. That's the biggest lie that triggers me, but it's human nature to try to cash in on any trend. And I get that. And I'm not, I'm not upset with people for trying to make a buck, you know, on this new trend. But also at the same time, I'm trying to ed educate every single person I can. You don't need any of that crap. You just yes. don't need that. And then the second lie is that doing this diet properly is very complicated. <laughs> it's, it, you, 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 need a, you need a coach or you need yes. somebody. You need to join somebody's program. You know, you need to, you need to pay. You, and I think that's just a Western tradition. In order to have any meaningful change in your life, it's going to cost you some money. That's just how we how – we, <laughs> operate here at least in the u.s and i think many parts of the world and so we don't feel like we've we've sacrificed and paid you know paid for it if we don't open our wallets up and that's completely untrue when you figure this diet out after watching a few youtube videos you can join a facebook group for free you can follow people on instagram for free after a month or two of that you you literally know everything there is to know about the ketogenic way of eating and when you when you come to kind of the paradigm of it's all about just the carbohydrate and fat knobs. I just need to turn those and keep turning those until I get what I'm looking for and then keep them right there. It's literally that simple and you don't need a PhD to figure that out. And you also don't need to buy someone's program to figure that out. Yes. I think all too often we get 
too wound up in the the webs and go down these deep dives to confuse ourselves with sometimes very accurate scientific compelling research like autophagy and fasting and xyz but we we need to just get to a i love that 90 plus percent foundation of it's what you are eating and it's what you aren't eating at the same power <laughs> and yep. and and that's what matters and then it's connecting to your body and what your body's telling you because if you are fall and, and and obviously you know you and i both we, we use our platforms to educate and to empower people. And that's, you know, the, the passion of sharing this information, but you watch any five players and you're going to get a little bit of a spin on a different story. So each listener has to create their own dialogue and their own story, their own experience yes. of, of what this means and what this feels like. And I think a good practitioner will be open to helping them navigate that versus setting the way, you know, as, as this like, you know, one plus two equals three algorithm. Right, exactly. And I think social media gives the average person a power now that they've never had in the history of humanity. You can actually search and find somebody who has the same problems that you have, yes. who, who have fixed those problems with the ketogenic way of eating. And then you can learn more from them. And so if you're a, a 60 year old woman, you don't need to be following a 20 year old man. That's <laughs> yeah. you're not going to be that's you, that. And man, I, it seems like common sense to say, but a lot of people, the first person they find that's just like, Oh, okay, this is keto. Right. This is what I'm going to do. And you get, there are so many options out there. There are so many Facebook groups and Instagram accounts that you can find somebody who's, who has the same metabolic profile that you do and who has corrected or at least improved all of the metabolic problems. And then your, your journey very much resembles their journey, even though yours is ultimately unique. But you're going to learn much more from someone like that than you are from someone who you don't share anything in common with. You just want to look like them because they were on the cover of most of my fitness. Because yes. you may never, that, that may never be in your future. You have to be metabolically and genetically gifted to ever be able to possess some of the enviable traits and qualities that we see. But that doesn't mean, it, it's not just about hard work. Sometimes those things are unattainable by me or by you or by someone else. And so if we're following someone whose journey resembles ours, then we're much more likely to be reasonable in our goals and to say, yeah, that's what I'm shooting for. I just want to be healthy and I want to be able to, you know, play basketball with my grandkids yes. instead of make the cover of Flex magazine. <laughs> I think that's so great. We have to calibrate appropriately. Uh, before yes. we let you go, I want to ask you real quick on, so we've talked about these big knobs for macronutrients, but I've been uh, excited to hear you speak out, uh, especially recently on iodine and, and some micronutrients. What would be, if you could share with listeners, how about top three micronutrients of focus uh, and, and what maybe why they matter and maybe why most Americans are deficient in them? Yeah, so probably my top macronutrients or, or, or elements that I like to talk about, iodine is hugely important because almost everyone in modern society is deficient in iodine. Unless you live near a coastline, and you eat lots of seafood, you're probably not getting enough iodine. And iodine also is not dangerous. If you have normal kidney function, you're going to pee out any extra iodine you get. If you live in Japan and you eat the, the typical diet there, you're getting somewhere between 10 and 15 milligrams of iodine every day. 
not micrograms. Not micrograms, milligrams. yeah. <laughs> yeah, milligrams, right? And wow. so, but yet in America, we say, uh, you know, doctors get very nervous. If you want to eat more than 300 micrograms of iodine a day, they're afraid that it'll kill you, which is ignorance, right? And so I, I'm trying to educate people that you need more iodine in your diet. And I'd, I'd much prefer you get it from natural you know, sea-based sources, but if you can't, there's always a, a cheap and safe supplement you can use. Another one is is magnesium and potassium. So many of mm -hmm. us are deficient in these before we come to keto. And I tell people, they're like, well, why didn't I feel, you know, how come I couldn't tell before? And it's because you were so inflamed and so sick and you were so addicted to carbohydrates. That's like the, you know, somebody who smokes crack and lives in a cardboard box. They're not really aware that they have a vitamin D deficiency and the symptoms that go with that. They don't really feel that because all they can feel is the addiction and the inflammation and the illness. And so only after you've removed all those things from your system can then you detect, Oh man, you know, my I think my magnesium and or potassium are low or both. And so I really stress to people to, to watch their electrolytes and try to make sure they're getting plenty of those. And then the third one, which I've been uh, woke about for decades is vitamin D. Vitamin D is a huge, huge vitamin, pro-hormone, pre-hormone. It, it does so many complex things in the human body. And again, many doctors are afraid of it. There's actually this terminology in medicine. If some, if, if, so if I have a patient on a vitamin D supplement, and I usually recommend 5,000 international units a day of vitamin D3 for most adults. But if, they, if they're taking two or three, and some take more, they'll take you know 10 or 15,000 a day. And if they happen to go to an endocrinologist, and they get a vitamin D25 level checked and it's over a hundred. Do you know the word they use? Your vitamin D level is toxic. Like, <laughs> I don't know why that's associated with vitamin D. Yes. You have a toxic level of vitamin D. You've got to stop. They don't say decrease the amount. They say, you got to stop that supplement come right now. Don't ever take that again. And so they, they send them from being air quotes, toxic vitamin D back to being, you know, a vitamin D level of 10. Yes. Where, which is where they were to start with. And it's just, it's ignorance. It's like, dude, where's the research? And so I've actually looked into vitamin D research extensively. And there, there, there are actually case studies where people were taking hundreds of thousands of units a day for months and months and months. And their vitamin D25 level came back at like 500, 600. And there was no long-term, no one's ever died of vitamin D overdose. <clears throat> no one's ever had any permanent damage from vitamin D overdose. In the history of the human species, there is not a single case report where any permanent injury or death occurred because of the toxic level of vitamin D. And so you might can tell that triggers me a little bit when doctors say <laughs> dumb crap like that. <clears throat> but we all need vitamin D. We don't get enough in yes. the average diet and we don't spend enough hours in the sun. And indeed, many of us live at such a, a, a northern latitude. We, even if you're, you run around naked all day, you're just not getting enough UV radiation to make vitamin D. And so that's another one that I always check in my patients and I try to make people uh, make sure people's levels of vitamin D 25 are, are adequate. Yes. And, and optimized is so different than within yes. normal limits. <laughs> within yes, nor totally. no, no one wants to live within normal limits. <laughs> we want to live yeah. optimized, you know? And so if, if you want to feel disconnected and like you're aging and accept mediocrity, then, you know, that, that's a very different story than our audience and listeners who want to thrive in their bodies. And, you know, like you said, be able to be present with their 
children as they're growing and the aging process and age with grace, you know? So I think yes. that's a totally different story. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you have another book on your heels. <laughs> I think <laughs> I you've got, yeah, you got a lot of material coming. <laughs> yeah. There, there are several books in the works as we speak. Awesome. So cool. I can't wait to hear all about them. Uh, before we let you go, Dr. Barry, we ask one question of all of our, uh, our guests that we have on the Naturally Nourished podcast. And I have an idea of what yours probably looks like, but uh, as a dietitian, we call it a 24-hour recall. So uh, from when you woke up to when you went to bed yesterday, so catching you Sunday, it's also a, a memory <laughs> experience. So what did you eat yesterday from when you woke up to when you went to bed? Oh, let's see. Yesterday we had we had family in for the weekend, and so I actually went to breakfast yesterday, which I don't normally do. And I had uh, I had six scrambled eggs and six pieces of bacon, and some coffee. And then I had I sipped on my coffee through the day. And then yesterday we had uh, ribeye and lamb chops that I had grilled on the grill, and there was some char on them. And I also ate that because it's delicious and good for me. And that's what I had yesterday, bacon, eggs, uh, ribeye, and lamb chops. Awesome. That sounds great. And uh, for those of you that don't know about Dr. Ken Berry, what rock are you living under? But second question, (laughs) (laughs) um, you should definitely go to his YouTube channel. We've had so, I've had so much fun watching his videos out there. It's just youtube.com backslash Ken D Barry MD. And uh, we'll put links to that, Dr. Barry's Instagram, Facebook, and of course the book. And uh, we'll be doing a giveaway later this week. So stay tuned for that. Um, any other links or resources you want to share with our audience? I've got, I've kind of got everything curated now on a web page, and it's kendberrymd.com. And so if you forgot any of the handles, you can go to the website and find me. But I think just if, if you want your Dr. Barry fix, if you just Google Dr. <laughs> Ken Barry, I think you'll probably find me. This is true. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on here. And, and thank you so much for your contribution to the community. It's, you're such a giving man. And I think that your perspective is such a necessary one. And it's fun to watch. So I, that helps. You know, if you can enjoy the process of education and not feel exhausted and like you need an ice pack on your forehead after <laughs> watching some <laughs> medical information, I think that uh, the person who's sharing it is winning. Exactly. And that's my goal is to make it easy to understand. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.